there's a story that is somewhat apocryphal. I say somewhat because it is the lived experience of a number of clergy and laity I know. And it goes something like this. A man who has attended church for many years is growing increasingly uncomfortable in Sunday worship. Until one day he has finally had enough. And so at the end of the service, he greets the rector and says to her, I don't believe in God anymore. His rector wisely says to him, tell me about the God you don't believe in anymore. I don't believe in a God who lives above the sky, who is sitting up there keeping accounts and rewarding the righteous and punishing the bad. I look around me and I see a lot of suffering. I see people who do good things, who still experience awful things in their lives. I see people who do bad things and get away with it. Besides all that, we know now that the world is round. There is no dome. Jesus did not go into orbit when he ascended. I don't believe in that God anymore. His rector looks at him and says, I don't believe in that God either. <laughs> Paul is in the Areopagus in today's reading from Acts and is speaking to the Athenians and in a way this is probably the clearest voice in all of the New Testament speaking to us in our cultural location because we are the inheritors of the Athenians. We inherited their experiments in democracy we inherited much of their philosophical tradition and their labor has shaped us in so many ways whether you look at our form of government or if you look at the way we talk about the good life or if you look at Shakespeare and the things that we enjoy for leisure we are very much like the Athenians. We are like them in several other ways, and that is the Athenians, despite the implication in today's reading they were polytheists, were also sort of skeptics. Sure, they kept all of these beautiful temples to the various gods of ancient times, but they were also inheritors of Plato and Socrates and the work of the Stoics and they had a healthy skepticism about their religion and they were sort of like us in that they took their spirituality buffet style. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. They were eclectic and educated like we are and like us in Southern Marin they had access to just about anything anything. They didn't have the internet, but they had the peace of the Roman Empire, which meant that ideas were free-flowing. And so in comes this itinerant 
preacher from the East talking about this strange man, Jesus, and resurrection. And they are deeply intrigued. Ah, something new. It must be good. Sound familiar? Yeah. Very familiar to us. The problem for the Athenians is our problem, too. And that is, we can spend much of our lives, can we not, chasing after things in the hope of filling something deep in our souls and only scratch the surface of many things and never go deep into anything at all. We have kind of a well-practiced boredom, or maybe you can say a cultural ADD. We tend to go from one thing to the next and never really engage it at any depth. And so our gods, if you want to call them gods, are always held at arm's length, just in case they turn out not to be the gods we wanted, just in case they turn out not to be the gods that fit our requirements. Paul doesn't quote to them scripture. They didn't know Hebrew scripture at all. Instead, he quotes to them their own philosophers. The one in whom we move and live and have our being is a reference to a famous Athenian philosopher of old. And he also quotes to them poets they would have recognized. And then he points to this obscure altar made to an unknown God and says to them, God is here among you, wanting and ready to be known. Today's Gospel reading, Jesus is continuing his teaching to his disciples as he was last week, and his disciples are worried about his imminent departure. They know Jesus. They don't know what will happen when he is gone. What will they do? Jesus calls them into a deeper place, telling them, if you love me, you will follow what I have taught you. You will follow my commandments. And I will not leave you alone, he says. After all this, I will not leave you alone. It's hard for them to believe it. They know a world that has abandoned them. They know what it is like to live a life on the edge. They know what it is to have something and to lose it. The hardest thing they have is the hardest thing we have. And that is learning how to trust. How to trust. And Jesus is inviting them to trust that God will provide. The problem for them is the problem for the Athenians, and the problem for us 
And that is that our God is so close to us, our God often remains unknown, just as we remain often unknown to ourselves, almost too close to be aware that in fact God is not out there, but is here, closer even than our breath. Jesus tells them that it is that God who will be revealed to them in the Advocate, the Spirit, that God who will lead them into all truth. They only have to learn how to trust. So many of our brothers and sisters here in Southern Marin do their spirituality and religiosity buffet style. We know them. We know that tendency in ourselves. We know that tendency that drives that, and that is this emptiness that we can't quite get a handle on. But it's that emptiness precisely that Jesus wants to touch in each of us. It's that emptiness that Jesus invites each of us to bring to this place every Sunday and hold it out like this to receive the broken bread and the common cup. Because it is in that simple gesture, my sisters and brothers, that we learn how to trust. We learn how to trust a God who wants to be known. And as in the Eucharist, God is made known to us. We also make known to the world a God who is yet unknown. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at oursaviourmv.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.